Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, Euphorians? We're here. We're here with our friend, our very, very good friend, Luis Garcia. We've known him for a long time. He has some of the best opinions on movies, entertainment, TV, and they come from a well-informed place because uh, he's actually like worked in the industry for a long time, including now. Luis, tell us a little bit about like what's going on. <laughs> who you, who are you? Why are you here? What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you here, Luis? Explain yourself, please. Uh, as as uh, Alex brought out, I am Luis Garcia, uh, good friends of Paige and Alex and fellow Euphoria fan. And yeah, I uh, met Paige several years ago when we worked together, but we found out we had common background in film and television production. And I've been doing that for quite a while since I graduated college. And yeah, I had an exciting summer, wrote a horror script that got picked up and is in pre-production now. They're actively casting, so that's fun. But yeah, um, I share a love of Euphoria because it's an awesome show. I love Sam's work. Sam, like, you know, we're, like we're close friends. And uh, <laughs> actually had uh, The World is Small because my friend Jacob <clears throat> sat next to um, uh, Lexi's mom in the two season fin- and the two episode season finale. So oh, yeah. Close-ups of Jacob laughing and watching that. So I got to ask him a little bit about that and I find it also fascinating and I'm in love with the show. So thank you so much for having me on here. Uh, I also uh, have a 13-year-old daughter who is curious about the show and eventually we'll watch it together, hopefully. <laughs> you also have a, a podcast of your own. I do, the Ponder All podcast. Plug that shit, baby. Yeah, plug it, but we'll also put all the links like, in our plug episode. It all. So I'm the Pondercast at Twitter. On TikTok, which is where I get most of my attention, I do film and TV reviews. I have some celebrity guests. I'm trying to build my portfolio there. And I do a lot of like um, interacting with other TikTok creators and reviewers as well. I love that. Yeah, you're pretty hot on TikTok. You do a lot on that. These are so funny. Uh, Not as hot as your uh, one that went viral, though. That was pretty cool. yeah the one about meatball (laughs) yeah meatball's like he's the real star we had nothing to do with it we also get like a shit ton of reviews on our podcast that are like put the cat on more and we're like uh the cat interrupts the podcast he's not a performer like no yeah he was just you know he just happened to catch him at a moment when he wanted to express himself and it went viral i mean it happens it happens it does happen great well, we have brought you here today because there's a bunch of shit going on in Euphoria World. And normally we don't cover the, uh, the gossip very much, but the <laughs> gossip is starting to spill over into the show and people are getting canned and the narrative canned. is going to change. So it seems like maybe we should, you know, 
got some art imitating life bullshit going on we right do now. this is yeah, like lexi's play that. but like in real life and uh, i'm always oh also like everyone already knows this that listens but i'm like all in on the drama like i love it but like alex is obviously i feel like you both are similar like you're more about like the show the cinematography i'm largely ambivalent <laughs> i'm like but... jacob alordi dating this week like what's zendaya up to like i love the cast so much so this is definitely like was my idea but also like Alex said it's so relevant so we can't not like this is important it's very important our euphorians have to know so I'm gonna have my phone for notes but what I'm gonna do is like Alex said I'm just gonna give like context around some hot juicy headlines and I just want you both to be like the peanut gallery we're just gonna be drinking having a good time say whatever you want to say cancel anyone you want to cancel cancel yourself if you want (laughs) yeah i've done it twice already so (laughs) oh we get canceled like every week in our podcast uh what is it commentary or whatever feedback i don't even know people yeah i want you out reviews reviews i couldn't even think of the name because i'm tipsy reviews our reviews are we're canceled you're gonna get canceled for being tipsy i've seen some reviews you're they're mean some of those people are mean wow like Eh, fuck it we don't care it's like you still listen those bitches are listening so Right. Right. <laughs> also yeah i guess this is a good time to clarify this is not in reference to the people on the show or wait this is just a new york classic like, it says fuck you you fucking fuck it's just yeah, a new york classic say that in the streets of new york at some point then you're not a real new yorker yeah alex definitely wears this to work every day <laughs> yeah this is not reflective of my opinions of the people we're about to cover or yeah, of, uh, our haters in any way no just... i love love the haters Love the haters. Okay, Euphorians, buckle your seatbelts. We've got some juicy fucking stories for you. All right. Okay, Alex and Louise. So the first one is fucking obvious. Anyone that watches Euphoria, even if you don't watch Euphoria, like if you don't know this story, then you're just like living under a rock or (laughs) aren't on social media. So Barbie Ferreira confirms her exit. Is that not how you say it? Did I already fuck it up? I think it's just Ferreira, right? (laughs) Like American Ferreira. (laughs) I think it's just Ferreira. Here I am, the expert on the drama, and I don't even know how to say her last name. I've always said Ferreira. I mean, our fans, please correct me if I'm wrong. No, no, you're not. It's Ferreira. Yeah, it's like Barbie Ferreira. It's it's the alcohol talking. No worries. Barbie Ferreira confirms her exit from season three of Euphoria. So, how this all went down? Unfortunately, this wasn't like HBO making an announcement. It wasn't Sam. It wasn't like the Euphoria Instagram. It was her herself on her Instagram. And I'm just going to read the post for what it is so that you both have the context. So she had a story and it was a photo of fan art that Hunter had made her. And it's of Cat. It's of Thundercat. And the post says, after four years of getting to embody the most special and enigmatic character Cat, I'm having to say a very teary-eyed goodbye. I hope many of you could see yourself in her like I did and that she brought you joy to her to see her journey into the character she is today. I put all my care and love into her and I hope you guys could feel it. Love you, Catherine Hernandez. I already laughed at that because I was like, her name's Kat. It's not Catherine. (laughs) Yeah, she signed it. Yeah, very... Very formal. Very formal. So just to give you like a little background and some you know hbo like i said has made no comment meaning like no one else has spoken this was just her dropping this on her insta story which is 
fucking shocking because normally this stuff comes from like the source it's not just like the cast being like peace out i'm out on their insta story and it wasn't a post it was an instagram story so that also kind of like makes it feel a little confusing you're like is she just drunk and she just accidentally like posted this or is this like real so everyone is like going crazy it trends Obviously, the immediate reaction, which I want you two to comment on, is the immediate reaction because of her fandom. Everything that's coming up is about all the rumors from season three that we've talked about on the show many times, which is that Sam and her have some tension on set and that she was fired. So with that being said, without HBO giving any comment or Sam, I just want to hear first off just general thoughts. Like, are we sad? What are our vibes? So, Luis, as an insider, read between the lines. When an actor announces their own, like, departure from the show, like, what's going on? Like, that is, yeah, that's very, um, it's a little unhinged and kind of, (laughs) that seems a little, like, bridges are burned. Like, it doesn't seem like there's a chance of going back. Um, There's just an actor that's leaving another show I read today and, his publicist and the studio acknowledged it and were kind of involved in like the the uh what do you call it the departure this just seems very um, yeah right it's like very abnormal obviously very um, abnormal. and we were saying last season you guys were saying that uh barbie you could tell just looked kind of looked miserable in my opinion i'm just gonna put it bluntly like now that this has come out i'm kind of going back and I'm like, I was right. She looks miserable. She doesn't look like she's enjoying herself. Even through her acting. I just felt like it was like, you could tell she didn't want to be there. Her character that was took my vibe. a weird turn too. So like, there's a lot, of, I think there's a lot of questions about like, was she unhappy because of the turn of her character or was the turn of her character because she was being unprofessional on set? Like which, which came first? Yeah. Um, I do and, know. Oh, go ahead. No, go, you go. A lot of times the showrunner uh, will start making the character look a certain way in order to pave a way for their exit, kind of like Shonda Rhimes. Mm-hmm. She like pulls you off or makes a character, you know, in the writing act a certain way. And it was a weird, very weird turn to the cat. She was just not nice at all last season. And it was like kind of like out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I'm going to back you up on that. I've also heard that. I did, of course, my extra research. And a lot of people in like Reddit posts are saying that her character, which I didn't, I don't know why I didn't think of this before, but her character may have had a good arc. She could have just been unprofessional. And because of that, Sam was like, well, fuck, how do we write you out? Because you're being so bad on set right. and could have made the story. And I'm, this is all just like, assumptions i'm not saying this is how it went down but people are just saying maybe that is why like cat's story arc sucked in season two because it did i mean we talked about it all throughout the podcast like it was glaringly bad like (laughs) it was like so bad that you're like what because she was such a strong character in season one and she had such a fan base like you were definitely thinking what's going on yeah and 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 worked hard you know, to even get Ethan. Well, I mean, yeah, I would say it just took, it was a weird, a weird left turn. It made no sense just being mean and making him yeah. feel like shit. And there wasn't a lot of uh, empathy towards that character towards the end of the season. And even with the uh, cer- certain scenes, I know when Rue showed up to uh, Lexi's house all plastered and they were all kind of there together for the first time. And it was like, 
such an intense moment. She was just kind of not giving any lines and just kind of standing there with her arms. It was just weird. A lot of standing around with your arms crossed <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, not, and not having much to say. It's usually a red flag. You're so right. And I, I don't know if we touched on this, but also like when Ethan does his big fucking dance at the end, like she doesn't really have much of a reaction other than like, oh my God, but it's like kind of fake. And you're like, that's it. Like, right. That's all you have to say about like the crush of your dreams from season one is like up there, like dancing to like, I need a hero. And you're just like, oh, and that's it. <laughs> it was very bizarre yeah a little weird and like so i guess ultimately like we don't know what came first like the the time in season two was weird or the turn of her character in season two was weird is that because of her is that because uh writers and she was unhappy with it and maybe she should have just like stuck around like uh, and given it more time and she wanted to exit because of the turn her character took like ultimately we don't know I think it's a loss for the show. Um, Huge loss. Even though, like, I've never been, like, the biggest fan of, like, Kat as a character. Like, <laughs> she was not a big fan. Barbie was always great in that role. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot that, like, they could have continued to do with that character that would have meant a lot to a lot of people. Um, That's how I feel. Like, she was very important to so many, seems, so many people out there. Like, seems like a big loss. Um, even though she wasn't my favorite. I agree. Okay. All right, so moving on, like we all miss Kat. We're all in mourning. We're wearing me and Alex are wearing black. Louise is not, so sorry you didn't get the memo. But we're in we're we're at a funeral for Kat's character. I'm like, was I wearing that all day? You're like rejoicing that Kat's gone. Okay, Louise, you're already canceled. (laughs) Wow, I'm sad. I'm I'm sad because I think, um, I think Barbie is super talented, and she had a really quick scene in Nope. um, Yeah, which I thought was odd because it wasn't it was like very background i feel like that made no to sense. me indicates that maybe the issues are more with her and she's kind of overvalued her star power i'm like your role in nope was super small like i don't know if you small. get to like be like i could have done that part Same. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh louise you would have been the best <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was odd right alex it was like Oh, you're you're a you're, I and I got happy when I saw her sneak up behind uh, Daniel, or what, or Angel, his character. Not that I don't obsess over him at all or anything. Um, but uh, I was excited to see her in the in the shot. Same. Oh, wow. Well, because you think she's gonna be a fucking character in the movie, and then like you said, she just like eats some popcorn awkwardly, and then she's off, and you're like, what was that? Another yeah, I feel flag. like. She doesn't get to like throw around the like star power yet. So I'm like a little nervous for her, like career wise, that she's kind of already like got this reputation and seems to be like kind of making moves in this way. It's like you could really, even though you like think you're A list right now, like you could really easily be forgotten. Like a lot of people have been when you're still this early in your career, like every role you get matters. And like there's plenty of people just like you that got forgotten real quick yeah um I want to discuss not to transition off of that so fast but so the Zach Singh radio show which I'm like a loyal follower of I love Zach Singh I've been watching him since I was like I don't know a very young age he's had his radio show forever a very trusted source 
I sent Louise the video before this. There's a whole YouTube video and we've already linked it in our Instagram, but I'll link it below this too. So they have a someone that's voices like what, like morphed, I don't know, so that you can't muffled. tell who it is. Yeah, muffled. And they're pretty much giving like the tea on what happened on set. And supposedly they are like a valid employee of Euphoria somehow or works for HBO. We don't really know the details, obviously, but we can trust the source because Zach Sang would never put someone on the air that was like a fucking lunatic or someone that didn't work on the show. What's yeah. your take, Louise? Well, the person was very detailed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They were saying, you know, nine months. That sounds like a, a contract or someone union that was just there for the whole time. And, and oh. that to me, it just sounds, I have a friend that works on The Rookie and it's very much the same with him. He's, you know, eight, nine months on, gets to see a lot. Will 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 send me random texts about some of the stars, and I'm like, oh my god! Like the stuff he sees and puts up with. I was on Law and Order back in the day, uh, early early 2000s, um, as a casting assistant, and would see D'Onofrio lose his mind and go into his trailer for the whole day, like hold the show up over Law and Order. On, on <laughs> Law and Order, uh, Criminal Intent. Oh well, okay. I mean, let's give them yeah, criminal intent. Are you kidding? I'm just kidding. No, so, I can see it. it, it the, I, my take is that it's it's all true, especially. So do you think it's like pretty, a key? It's pretty funny that Donofrio was being a diva over criminal intent. <laughs> That's also fucking. <laughs> this was back like, when oh, uh, Law and Order like the acting's so rough. <laughs> this was right before Obama. No, it was right. I would say yeah. a couple years before Obama. And he, one of his excuses was he went into his trailer until Bush was out of office. Yeah. I mean, okay, Quite but like, true. once again, it's work. Like, we all, you and I, Louise, so we have, like, work history together. You and I always talk about this. Like, shit happens every day. But, like, a job is a job. There's a certain level of professionalism. Like, you're allowed to be a human being and have emotions and react and have your moments. But, like, that's what a lot of people are talking about job. yeah you still have to do your job and i'm sorry but if you're doing a job on euphoria where you're getting paid that that fucking money just do the fucking scene honey and then leave and have your cry fest and drink some bougie wine because you can afford it you're on euphoria yeah. it's like i think that from what i gathered myself on the zach saying whatever clip was that they all have big egos like alex said and they're getting big heads that throw an attitude it's like you can't do that like this is your start like you should just be relishing in this moment also we don't know if this is even what she's doing but i i'm kind of leaning that. toward maybe thought, what is it the skinless cat shitting shitting on oh <laughs> i literally okay i literally have a note that says her cat pissed all over the trailer yeah to me that's it's funny i mean We've worked with people that have, I'm not going to say any names, brought their animal to work and has not gone well. I brought my dog to work and she shit, took an enormous shit right in the foyer. And that was embarrassing. So, and I got talked to about it as I should. Can you imagine being like on a a hit show and you're, you you send a PA to get you a water and there's like fucking cat piss everywhere? Cat piss everywhere? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I know like you could tell who the whoever was the voice of the clip was obviously just like being comical, but also like 
Yeah, that's kind of funny. I was like, yeah, fired. Like if you have cat piss and litter everywhere and you're supposed to be like professional and like this hot ass like euphoria star, why the fuck is there like cat piss everywhere? Like you can't afford a cat sitter. Right. Don't you have an assistant (laughs) to like wash your cat? Like and then it it could have been an emotional support skinless. Sure, but get an assistant. Have your partner be there. Yeah. Somebody Something. still has to watch, like, make sure it's not pissing everywhere. Like, oh. I literally wrote her cat pissed all over the trailer. And then I wrote, there was a mention in the, that I wanted to point out, which was that the voice said that the cast was screaming at each other. Oh, yeah. That to me, well, I'm calling it the voice because I don't know, girl, guy, I have no idea, like, who yeah. this could be. I have no fucking clue. It's the inside. I mean, I would guess like I mean, a gay guy. It seems like a gay, it seems like a gay man. <laughs> I mean, I I caught on to that. Uh, we catch on to each other pretty quickly, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, did you think it was hot? Were you like, ooh? I'm just kidding. I thought it was. I thought it was fucking hilarious. I was Same. laughing ass off. In the I knew you would. That's why I sent it to you. I was like, Louise uh, has to listen to this like in real time. Because they were like, I was eating that euphoria snacks. Those snacks were so hot. Do you have any, uh, do you, did you like take any like hints from that that like give you an idea of like what role this person's in or are they just like, crew, a PA. like union? I would crew, say, like. yeah, I hate, sorry, I keep talking over you guys. This is a podcast. I should know better. No, uh, please talk over us. Yeah, we saw. I would say PA, <laughs> PA or craft yeah. services. <laughs> Probably not craft because crafty, you have to stay where you are in order to man the table. That's true. That's true. Person the table. Let me say it right. I don't want to get canceled. Person the table. Uh, <laughs> whoa. That's really species. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Person the table, Louise. Um, I, I would say that much access to the actors either could it be an assistant, it could be, or a, like a PA, or someone that like a props junior like a props master assistant as well that has a lot of access to the set um i will say i can confirm it's not the prop master we interviewed him and there's no way no no no. like an assistant in props maybe i mean i don't think i don't think it's him but like don't underestimate you know he maybe he's an actor too maybe he really put on a oh i i know maybe maybe but i feel like i know joshua too well from our interview but anyways the last thing i wrote was my favorite part was how he ended it and he wrote when they were like is there anyone else that's like gonna get fired like what should we expect and he goes oh buckle up motherfuckers yeah so now i'm like oh my god i am buckling up because what the fuck i thought this was the only bomb so in my head i'm like there's gonna be more to come yep and i should probably talk to my source which is you should now um he was really reluctant to get into details because he has friends with sam supposedly uh supposedly i do trust trust (laughs) him he's never let me sway he's never swayed me okay he would acknowledge me at the gym on hollywood boulevard at that big uh um what is that's that? hot he'd be like what's up Luis?" so anybody got <laughs> assistance so that's it that's all we know <laughs> this is a Anyone valid is- source you're like, in you're in yeah. but when i texted him and i said hey congratulations this is huge he was like the only reason i got that part or a you know, big part of it was because i know sam and i was like man i want to pick your brain but he said it was a lot of fun cool i mean We've interviewed a lot of the Deeps. cast, as you know, and they've all had great experiences. So 
as as we i think we're all on the same page none of us know so we're going to move on to the next topic we don't know but we have our we have our like opinions but we'll never know yeah all right all of our love to barbie though i will say that let's pour one out to barbie let's have a quick toast well, r.i.p cat thunder I mean, cat situationally unless she turns out to have just no like, i said r.i.p cat oh, the fictional cat. character yes. we need to pour one out yes, for cat yes. all right I'll iconic one of the first characters of that kind she introduced really... us to the the diaper or the diaper pay pig so <laughs> i wonder what's gonna shout out to the diaper pay pig. no don't thank you, shout Kat. that out thank you cat for the alex the almost wore pigs. alex wanted to find cat's like mask and wear it the whole time <laughs> we could find one though next time i have some some mask over here i can put on but they're not they're not cat related that I'm might not. scare you for him they're like 16 to 18 no, they no, might be they a little freaked out cat related i'm curious okay. what i'm gonna do with uh not to keep going but i'm wondering how they're gonna write her out so you know no you can say whatever you want to say i mean i agree like how the fuck are they i mean i don't know though they kind of just like made her character like you said a dud so it's like if you're looking at Euphoria not knowing all this background and you're not super fans like us, you're kind of just like, okay, I guess that character's out. Like, I don't know if you'd even care the next season to know. Well, I mean, we're going to get into this later, but it depends what they do with this whole time skip thing because the time skip allows you to do, like, basically anything. Yeah, let's not jump there. That's for later. But I mean, this for later. next story will have you both on the floor. Okay, <laughs> so... Sydney Sweeney, who's my ultimate, as we all know, girl crush. Don't know what to think now, but like Sydney Sweeney in hot water. In hot water. So she receives major backlash over photos from her mom's 60th hoedown, throwdown. So Sydney Sweeney, she's over here. She's A-list. I I I would consider her an A-list celebrity. She's making that money. It's her mom's 60th. She's like, ooh, yay, we're all from Idaho. And I'm going to throw her this like adorable country <laughs> down. Louise also has family in Idaho, as we mentioned before. So he'll probably relate to this Family's a lot. also from Oregon, okay. where I'm from. So, so we, we all know about all that shit. Let me give you the chain of events from my POV. So I'm on my phone having a great day. I'm like, I'm gonna, I, my first thing when I wake up is like, what's Sydney Sweeney doing, of course, because I have a big crush on her. So I'm like going through, she's like, today's a great day. Like it's my mom's 60th birthday. I'm like, how cute. So I'm like tapping, 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 going through the story. She's like, we had an electrical bull. There was a embroidery like jacket station. I'm literally in my heart is like bursting. I'm like, this is adorable. Like, oh my God, Sydney can do no wrong. (laughs) So I'm thinking like, this is cute. Like she's just having a little hoe down, throw down. Well, then I look on Twitter and I'm like, Sydney Sweeney's literally number three in the world trending. Not- <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's because of her mom's like adorable birthday. This is so cute. So I tap, tap, tap. I'm looking through and everyone's like, fuck Sydney Sweeney. Sydney Sweeney's a racist. I'm like, what is going on? So I do my digging as a euphorian would. And sure enough, she had tweeted in the afternoon. I'm going to quote it. She said, you guys, this is wild. An innocent celebration for my mom's milestone 60th birthday has turned into an absurd political statement, which was not the intention. Please stop making exceptions. Please stop making assumptions. Much love to everyone and happy birthday, mom. Yeah. So in my head, though, still very innocently thinking, because I'm not really looking at the other tweets yet. 
I'm like, oh, people are tying country to Republican because everything's so extreme these days. You, we all know this. We all joke about it all the time. So I'm thinking they just don't like that she threw a country party. Then I go and look. (laughs) There's tweets showing photos. So the photos I was watching on Sydney Sweeney's stories did not show any of this shit. But what happened was her dumbass brother went on and posted some photos. And in the background, there's all this racist shit going on. Oh, wow. So the first thing, I'll let you guys chime in. The first thing that's highly noted are she printed MAGA-themed hats for people at the party, and they say, make 60 great again. Okay. So She did? Yeah. So, I didn't know that. I thought there were just people in the background wearing MAGA hats no, that wore them there themselves. I knew you were going to say that, so I purposely didn't talk about it. So Shit. to be fair, that is what... So it took off... I think that is the in, the intent of like why she went trending. I think people were like, "Oh my god, MAGA hats," and that was like, you know what I mean? Like, you, we know cancel culture these days. Anything that even like hints at canceling, everyone jumps on it. But then when you zoom in as a euphorian would and does the actual research, you see that it says "Make sixty great again." Right. So let that sink in. Then there's a guest in one of the photos that's wearing a Blue Lives Matter shirt. Now. A lot of people are saying it's her dad. We don't know that for sure. Who cares who it is? He's wearing a Blue Lives Matter shirt and he's like centered in one of the photos. But Sydney Sweeney's photo on Instagram had him cropped out. Her photos also had all the other, the red hats cropped out as well. I'm only saying that to note that because obviously when I watched the stories, if I had seen that, I would not have been like, oh, cute. (laughs) I would have been like, what the fuck? (laughs) So interesting that she curated it in that way. The last thing I'll say is that despite all of that, I just want you both to chime in. Just say your initial thoughts. Like you're seeing this and then you hear about what I, like go through my experience. What are your initial thoughts? That's all I want to know. Louise. As someone who is now uh, up in this area of MAGA population and kind of this red blue I can see how that put her in a really awkward spot because I have, you know, extended family that it, viewpoints are a little different. Uh, my ex- a little, yeah. <laughs> my ex-boyfriend uh, would walk around with a with a red hat that said "Made to Look Again," but it looked like a MAGA hat, and he would do that to be funny. And I'm like, "You're gonna get us killed because it's not funny." Um, brown gay boyfriend up in the you know eastern washington with that it's gonna but they think it's funny so i could see why they would think that that's funny um that makes 60 again is that what you're saying you could see okay and and that being interesting the wrong way um sydney apparently pays her publicist more than her uh her publicist costs more than her mortgage (laughs) Yeah, that's the next headline we're going to go into. So we'll get into details about her salary, but... What I was just saying is, like, she's not paying her publicist. Actually, you know what? Let me just bring it up. Yo. No, no, no. no. Let me read it. Yo, who the fuck is her publicist? It's getting paid this much to do this shit. Hire me or Alex at this point. Her publicist is running the fucking scam of the century. Let me read the direct quote. Now that you've said that, I'm like, I have to read it. So she wrote, the established stars still get paid, but I have to give 5% to my lawyer, 10% to my agents, 
3% or something like that to my business manager. However, I have to pay my publicist every month and that is more than my mortgage. That's a direct Dog. quote from Hollywood Dog. Reporter. You need a new fucking publicist. Like whatever you're paying, it doesn't matter how much she's paying her publicist. They're doing a fucking shit job. She could pay anyone like 0.5% of her salary and they do a better job than this. Like this is trash. She could pay us. She could pay Louise. <laughs> like literally, like you could pay like a college grad, like fresh out of PR class and they would do a better job than this. Like, So she pays her PR. So to answer what you just said, which is a great point, she pays her publicist more than her mortgage. She's, yeah. So she's got to get rid of the publicist because the publicist did not do a good job at all. So I feel like this is unfortunate. It's an, it's an unfortunate, you just get caught up in this up with family. I mean, it's just not, doesn't look good, but at the same time, I can see where she'd be put in this awkward situation. Totally. I don't don't believe Sydney Sweeney is racist. Okay, I don't either. I don't think that's the point. I think the point, for me at least, is that what we're just talking about, which is, I'm sorry, if you're paying your publicist more than your mortgage, then fucking figure it out. Like, A, like, the best plan would have been no phones at the party, because you know, meaning like you said, you know you have family members that have other thoughts, have other opinions, whatever it may be. Even if they all were woke fucking liberals, no photos. You're an A-list celebrity. Anything that happens at this party is gonna get leaked. Anything. So in my opinion, if you're trying to be a private celebrity, having a great time with your mom for her milestone 60th, maybe just no phones, no photos. That could have been a rule coming in, yeah, collecting phones or something. Yeah, exactly. this was just a, my take on this is this was just like a mega fucking like PR failure. Like, I mean, we can't presume to know whether Sydney Sweeney is or is not a racist. People, the, the biggest detractors in the world are going to say the classic, like, you know, the racism wasn't a deal breaker for her when it came to family. Family stuff's complex. I don't, I'm not going to like, you know, make some big like judgment on her for having that shit there. The MAGA hats are just like unoffensive. It's like, whatever, you know, I mean. Is that really what you think? Because I was going to ask you both that, like. The hats are just like stupid to me, but like unoffensive, like whatever. The fucking Blue Blue Lives Matter shirt, pretty bad, but especially (laughs) if that's your dad, like, you know um but like again like the family stuff is complex so i'm not here to like levy some like crazy judgment over that but just a fucking like like, this is like an obscenely like large pr failure for someone of her stature this never should have happened where's her fucking lawyer where's her fucking publicist why were there phones at this event (laughs) and if there were going to be phones at this event why were you allowing any of these people in wearing this shit like it's got to go one way or the other like that's just it like it only because she's the one bankrolling it. Yeah. She fucking bankrolled the thing. If you're going to bankroll the thing, you get to say no phones, no MAGA hats, no shirts, <laughs> No whatever. MAGA hats. One way or the other, if you want it to be full of MAGA hats and Blue Lives Matter shirts, great. But you, got, you get to say no phones and, like, enforce that. It's just a total fucking failure. Like, yeah. And no, whatever she's paying her publicist, it's, like, a million times too much because this is bad. Yeah. And it's not good timing. 
with the other news going on either. With the no, like I said earlier, she's a, she's new. Like the, she's early in her career. Like Sydney Smith is not as new as Barbie. She's not as new no. as Barbie, but she's new enough she's that she can be a has been in a second. Like there've been people, there's plenty yes. of stars that had their big like shit for a couple movies, a couple shows, and then they drop off the radar for life. Like you know what's bad about this, in my opinion, and I think Louise, you can weigh in on this. I feel like given her recent Emmy nominations, like that sucks. Like she has to go up and like i i really do believe she's gonna win the emmy like i that's just me but i think she will um and i feel like that's awkward because now everyone has these like because of your pr nightmare which could have been prevented you're gonna feel awkward i'd feel awkward as fuck in front of like a bunch of liberal artists like at the emmys like accepting an award after all of that that would be pretty uncomfortable yeah and the fact that the pressure to acknowledge it, which she released that statement, I think that might have made it worse a little bit. Um, her publisher should be working, you know, overtime. Oh, you're right. I didn't even Who think let of that. Her tweet that shit. I know. Why the fuck did her publicist let her tweet that? Like, not good. Not good. It, it's a very defensive like stance on it, and you know, it doesn't acknowledge why people are upset. So, I hope that uh, if she does win the Emmy. It's very cordial. Uh, uh, thank you and <laughs> say much about <laughs> she's like I am not a racist but thank you for the Emmy <laughs> yeah not good it's really bad timing Oof. yeah so bottom line Sydney Sweeney no matter what you're paying your publicist pay us like pay us <laughs> like pay us like one percent of one percent and it's still going to be more than our annual salaries and we're going to do a way fucking better job like we have pr degrees like you know she's got business experience maybe you you have business i'm just gonna jump right back in so jump back in (laughs) so to now laugh at like the photos that i've shared with you louise there's just some funny shit we already said like First of all, she definitely curated her photos. So she did try and be a little PR friendly, but she was stupid enough to not think, oh, my family members might post the same photos that are not cropped and don't crop out the MAGA hats. So like someone tweeted, like kind of funny how Sydney Sweeney carefully curated her IG posts so that none of the MAGA inspired hats were seen. And then her dim-witted brother's post blew it all up. <laughs> he was so happy. They all so happy. The fucking dim-witted brother. Trent Sweeney. This I'm one, just shouting uh, him out. <laughs> Zendaya on the uh, e-bike is hilarious. Yeah, I, I don't know if Alex has seen this. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm, It says, yeah. losing my mind at half the euphoria castle. They're fighting for their lives on this app. She's just like living her best life, like shooting Dune in Budapest with like Tom Holland, the most wholesome guy in the world. Timothy, you- like she's just living her best life. She knows like without Rue, like euphoria is fucking nothing so she's confirmed she's like bye cat bye Sydney Sweeney like Tom as soon as like Tom and Timothy they avoid that kind of drama like the plague they must have like the best representation and they just avoid that like you don't ever see them in any well Timothy got accused of like giving chlamydia to like all of NYU but (laughs) Timothy did yeah that that got swept under the rug pretty quick it did but I will say like Zendaya is a perfect example like she's like fine-tuned she's been on Disney she's got like the best of the best like this would never happen to Zendaya like it just would not like I, I I can say that like 
with full I mean, confidence. I'm not is, being dramatic. Need, like the best representation for this. You just have to have like half a brain. Like, <laughs> being honest, I'll I'll take some chlamydia from Timothy any day. Like, I mean, Sam, Sam, sign me up. It's a penicillin shot, dude. It's a weekend, yeah. you know. It's fine, Louise. You're gonna get canceled, but anyways, join the club. <laughs> I mean, it's probably worth, it's got to be worth it, right? Yeah. So come on. Damn. I mean, there were obviously other thoughts. Someone wrote this, which like I talked to Alex about. Someone tweeted, "Oh, Sydney Sweeney might have conservative family members." Okay, laugh out loud. Anyways, who cares? <laughs> and I'm like, that's not. But that's my right. point. Is like that's not what people are mad about. I think it's that like she's so dumb. Like Alex said, to not like be smarter. Like, well, like, meaning- people are mad about that, but those aren't the people you worry about. You worry about the people that look at you and go, "Why was she so dumb to let this happen?" Because that's what fucks up your career. Like, yes, of course. Like, there's gonna be like the screaming hordes that are like, "Wow, why does she have family that are like this? Like, why doesn't she cut them out?" fine but like that's not those aren't the people that are going to impact your career the people impacting your career are the ones that go like what why is this girl like a pr hot mess why can't she like keep anything under wraps why does she keep being in the news for the dumbest shit that could have just been prevented like exactly i agree it's just it just says a lot where we are as a society if i know if if like unfortunate camera framing and <laughs> unfortunate designs <laughs> It's just like so easy to get to get caught up in. All right, like I've said, it's not so easy. Meaning, if she just had never allowed phones, yeah. this just wouldn't even be a topic of conversation. But I know what you're saying. Like, yeah, it's just unfortunate. Like, it is easy, but if you're, it is easy to get caught up in it. But if you're an A-list celebrity, that's like half your job is like keep is like maintaining your reputation. So like, why are you being so negligent to like? Well, this some shit? people <laughs> bring their um, some people bring their public big events like that too like she should she publishers should be with her like 24 7 at this point well i can confirm her glam team was there because she had photo booth photos with like her hair person and her makeup so she maybe maybe the pr uh assistant lost her invite in the mail to the hoedown i don't know but her glam team was there so sydney swinney was like glam team is here pr like whatever and that was a bad choice girl where's your lawyer Glam team publicists. Were all the well, all the glam team were they all wearing mega hats? <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, yeah, and it's just like you get it, Louise. Like Louise and I, like I was raised Mormon. Louise was Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witness. Witness. Like we get it. So I'm like, I'm I do not think Sydney Sweeney is a. I'm sorry, I will take a stance. I don't think she's a racist. I think she's someone who's in a bad position where her family members are all idiots. And she's just like, whatever, it's my mom's birthday. I'm not going to choose this day to have these tough conversations. Like, it's her birthday. So that, I'm fine. Personally, I don't care if I'm canceled for that. I'm fine with that. I'm on the same page as you and Alex, though. The PR, though, it's like, but that's like me and you. In the real world, you and I can get away with that. We're not Sydney Sweeney. (laughs) Not yet. Working towards it. I got my own fashion line coming out. (laughs) Hey, what's it called? What's it called? It's called Frumpy where you just sit at home it's really baggy clothes that can handle oh, okay. just like bags sign us up potato sacks yeah just potato sacks like, like sacks with holes but you can also walk your dog and take him out to pee and not be embarrassed it's kind of you know like, what's funny if sydney uh, sweeney and barb sheep, if they're not doing well sucks. send them your your brand they can be your brand ambassadors they probably yeah. won't have any jobs barb barb <laughs> you can you can you can wear a frumpy and maybe get longer scene in jordan peele's new movie i wouldn't piss jordan peele off because it seemed like he probably cut her right out he was like oh yeah 
Here's, here's your big scene. <laughs> Ate a pit chip. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Anyway, so what did you... Weird. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you both off, but what did you both think about The Hollywood Reporter? We kind of touched on it. The... Sydney Sweeney was again under fire before this. And I think that's why this became even bigger. The second story mm-hmm. of her mom's hoedown throwdown, because before this, she did this huge article in the Hollywood reporter and it was super tasteless because either the journalist misconstrued her words or she really did say some of this shit. But here, I'm going to give you I mean, a taste because from Louisa's face, I can tell he didn't read. It's fine. Like, I, I don't expect you. We're like super fans. We have to know this shit. So I'm going to read you a little bit of it and then just give me your immediate reaction. So she said, surely HBO paychecks afford a lifestyle immune from rising gas prices. They don't pay actors like they used to with streamers. You no longer get residuals. The established stars still get paid. Then she goes on with the rant about how much, I already said that, how much she pays everybody. Then she says, it's not that I want people to feel badly for me. I'm just adamant that the luxuries of the job do not gloss over the realities of the business. To stay relevant as a young actress, particularly once to Meatball. Meatball is like, fuck Sydney Sweeney. Will you go get him and I'll finish the quote? Please continue. So... It's not that she wants people to feel badly for her, but she's adamant that the luxuries of the job not gloss over the realities of the business. To stay relevant as a young actress, particularly one so deeply entrenched in and reliant on the internet generation, requires investment. There's a lot of press to do. There's styling, tailoring, hair and makeup, travel. Not all of this is always covered by the network, meaning HBO. So she says... If I just acted, I would not be able to afford my life in LA. I take these deals on the internet because I have to. Yeah, I mean. But what's your, but I know where you're already going, but I'm like, given COVID, people don't even have jobs. (laughs) Yeah, given COVID and the state of the world, people don't have jobs. But I will say as a producer who has sent out offers to actors and who is currently in that process, You'd be surprised who will take your call and like patch you right through and take an offer and the script, no questions asked. And then there's some people that will dig around and want more to kind of find out who you are, find out who's your producer, find out if money's actually there. Cause there's a lot of crazies that can call at any point and say, yeah, I have, <laughs> I have a script. Can we get your person attached and then try to use that as leverage to get funding. Mm-hmm. I think that she's bringing up a really good point. It's sad that, residuals aren't available for streamers and you know she's also tapping into female performers not getting paid as much too i mean that wasn't outrightly said so there's those but do you think that's what she meant like female performers aren't getting paid i would say i mean she may not have meant that but i mean it's it's the state of how things are and i i think it's a little mix of a little bit of just kind of being young and out of touch but also the interviewer kind of could have mis- misquoted any of that stuff. I mean, Meatball has a lot sound. to say. I'm going to move him. Yeah, she's making her sound completely, completely like oblivious to the state of the world. And I don't think that she's that oblivious. Hey, Meatball, what's up, buddy? I miss it's you. Me. Meatball's really blowing up. It's me. You're still in touch. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> meow, meow. You, lo- you lost some weight, buddy. What's good? He's looking very trim these days. So. What's your secret, bud? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Anyways, please, uh, please continue. I appreciate what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's two sides to obviously every story. I don't see her as some completely out of touch, um, you know, Sunset Boulevard-ish type uh, dame. Is that even a, a, the right word? That, does, that doesn't know, like, the real world. No, I, no. Someone that's taking... You, you see all these young people like Zendaya, you know, did a Squarespace ad that has nothing to do with like, you know, her, I mean, it has something to do with her brand, but it had nothing to do with like the show per se, but she is a brand and with her own. I mean, she's just got the one name and performer on you know, Disney and, you know, an artist with music and things like that. So fashion. they're taking, I don't know, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to hear that inside of having to take brand deals to survive and it says a lot about the industry in the state now. but okay, okay. i'm gonna i'm like i'm already All like right. so survive you know, what is this fucking survivor like i survive. have to take this brand deal to survive like let they're me, living in me, million dollar homes let me back let me back that up survive the lifestyle that they've chosen not survive in the world okay okay that that makes it better because it I, is true you know the more money you make you know the more you spend and that's nobody's fault except the person Right. I was just gonna say, but like you don't have to. Like we all, we also both, all of us being in, like loving film, you know, there's people out there that don't spend that kind of money on their lifestyles at all. So yeah. it's like you chose that, Sydney Sweeney. So like, don't complain about having to survive and take brand deals. Like, fuck, I would literally like. Yeah, but I mean, I think she was. I'd wear a MAGA hat to get paid, <laughs> so that I could survive living in New York. Like. There's a there's an audio blurb that'll end your career. <laughs> like, I just don't understand when they say stuff like this. I'm like, do you even want to know what I would do to survive? Like, I'm like living paycheck to paycheck in New York City. So, like, please don't say stuff like that when you have a three million dollar home in LA and you're living the life of luxury and you're like, I have to take this Jergens ad to survive. It's like, do you know how much that shit pays? Like that, honestly. She's not wrong though. That internet shit pays probably more than she makes on Euphoria. And that's sad. I mean, is it? But also, she has the opportunity to. What's be sad about it? I'm breaking it down. Like, what's sad about that? I'm, I, I feel like I, I, there's so much money in advertising. It's just sad that the art doesn't pay more. But, you know, like, who, yeah. who, you know what I'm saying? Like, residuals being gone, that's, that's a whole other thing. Like, to, for something that's not on TV, that has to be fixed. There's going to be a strike if there's not. Question, and this is more of a background, residuals being gone. So from my understanding, like I 
I know people in the industry that have done like Netflix and they do get paid per stream. Isn't that like a residual? So why do why don't they get paid on HBO? I'm not sure. I think that's why big stars now do that over movies because they get paid so much more if their like show does well. Like if you're number one on Netflix, I've just once again, this is just through the grapevine of people I know. That's why like big stars are embarrassing themselves and being in like shitty ass Netflix shows because they make so much more money than they would on a film, which is sad. I will agree with you on that. Like that bums me out because like I don't care about the shitty Netflix shows. I want to see like a good movie. Yeah. I'll have to research like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know enough about that. It's okay. I was just like curious about this whole thing is like. I don't get, I'm not someone that's easily offended. And this is the type of shit that offends me. Cause it's like, with the lifestyle that you're talking about, that you are like living this, that you're complaining about, you're whatever, all this stuff. It's like, you're paying off your parents' house. You're living in a mansion in LA. Like you're funding <laughs> like an obscene lifestyle. I like I, I the way I think about it is this like I'm like a basic ass tech employee. I get paid more than a lot of people my age. I consider myself very lucky. I as probably everyone does have gripes about my pay. I would love to be paid more, but guess what? I'm never going to fucking air any grievance about my pay publicly because i consider myself insanely lucky and i am just a basic tech employee she is like what most people would consider to be in the one percent she's seen more money than most americans will see in their entire life so for her to publicly come out and air her grievances about her pay scale in hollywood and her how she has to take advertising on the side to pay off her parents house like i don't want to fucking hear it it's insanely tone deaf (laughs) And, like, honestly, like, that's the type of shit where I'm done with you as a person. Like, I would never say anything about, I would never complain about my pay to anyone ever publicly because I'm so lucky to be where I'm at. The amount of money I'm making is not some, like, massive no. great thing. I go, guess no. what? I'm super fucking lucky. I'm here living in New York. <laughs> I'm able to live in New York. I don't have to live here. If I was, like, really, like, struggling, I could move to the fucking suburbs of, like, Nebraska. I'm able to like spend the lifestyle in New York. It's not lavish. Yeah. Like it's not lavish. I'm in a studio, but like, I don't complain about it because I chose to live here. I know it's expensive and I'm able to just survive here on like my paycheck. I'm not going to fucking go complain. Would I love to pay off my parents' house? I'm fucking yes. And would I ever complain about a job that allowed me to pay my parents' house off? Never, like never in my fucking life. Like that's a good. That point. is the most spoiled, like shit, out of touch, like <laughs> I've ever heard. And I have you heard it here first. <laughs> zero tolerance for that. I find it insanely distasteful to complain about your pay publicly when you're in what's generally considered like the one percent of America. Even if those grievances are valid, those are private industry grievances, not public. I'm hiding my face because I love Sydney Sweeney so much. And I hate that she's under such and I agree fire. with you. Those grievances are probably super valid, but that's stuff that you deal with in the industry. You don't go to America and say, I don't get paid enough. Like yeah, nobody no in this country wants to fucking hear that. You, the people I, in your industry, talk to them. Like, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, I want to totally, hear Louise's. I agree with everything you're saying. And I think that again, this is where the publicist comes in and you get the questions ahead of time and you 
don't hit you don't hear timothy or tom holland saying any of that shit no and they probably and like like you said the industry obviously people deal with this on like a widespread like all throughout the industry so like there's no secret about that and not saying the issues aren't valid to talk about in the right context like yes women in hollywood are underpaid like that's say that yeah stick to that that. narrative we can say like yo it sucks that like artists in america aren't paid more like we can say that like these contracts suck all that shit has a place but it's not a fucking interview with the hollywood reporter or whatever major outlet like no not now. no not in and the middle. i like i said i will louise already said it perfectly like she's just like and i'm not saying this as an excuse but my read on it is she's young she's new and wasn't raised in hollywood meaning she's literally from salem <laughs> so she's going into that's supposed to ground you that's fine i know i'm not like i said it's not an excuse i'm saying i think she has no team her team clearly fucking sucks we've all agreed on that like they suck so she doesn't have anyone around her like zendaya got lucky and had i know parents that cared got a team around her sydney sweeney's parents are wearing maga hats and going woohoo like on electric bulls and then she has a bad team. It's just a bummer that on a personal level, her background doesn't ground her because like, I would never fucking complain about where I'm at yeah, now because I've I had know. to work at fucking Taco Bell. Like when I was like a college, after being a college grad from yes. like a good college, I had to work at Taco Bell. So I'm sure as hell not going to complain about what I'm getting paid now because I've seen like what it can be like. Totally. So it's like, it's someone like from like Salem, Oregon, like where do you get off complaining about jack shit? Like you could be back in Salem, like working at the Taco Bell. i mean also she tried to kind of like defend herself by saying you know a lot of people walk into hollywood they have connections they have you know like a network around them i was from salem like i had nothing so i worked 10 years to get this euphoria part and even the euphoria part she actually is quoted in the article saying the casting director like didn't even look her way She's, and she made it known, which was like the only good PR move. I'm like, so that was PR. Cause she goes, now we're in like a great relationship. I'm like, I'm sure you fucking are. Cause you're on euphoria. But at the time they passed her up. Cause they were like, we, what has she done? And then she sent in a tape. So meaning like they sent it into the casting director and the casting director was like, I'm good. No need. She sent in the tape on her own, like everyone else in the world and then got the part. So she kind of flexed on that and was like, I've had to work really hard. So I think her her point was just not, like yeah, Alex said, she could have phrased it a different way. She could have said, it's frustrating that like I had to work that hard. Like I'm a woman in Hollywood, but she took it a different route. It did not look good. Yeah, she, it wasn't finessed at all, which a good PR person <laughs> can help you do. Uh, okay, well, I, right, my I heart is sinking talking this much like tea on Sydney Sweeney. So we're going to move on to the next. Good for her. It keeps her, it keeps her humble, you know? Does it? I mean, but is I she? She hasn't reacted. She said nothing, by the one way. One would hope. She said nothing. Hope. She got a lot of backlash about that article. No statement. No tweet going, it was my mom's 60th. <laughs> like, there was nothing. The longest stuff's on her publicist. The other stuff's on her, I think. Yeah. But, but anyways, yeah. we can move on to the next topic. I, like I said, my heart is like sinking back again and we're here with a new juicy headline and lucky for sydney sweeney she's not in this one yeah girl you need to stay out of the headlines sydney you better go do some volunteering or something i know the headlines 
Throw some of that PR money towards a, like a foundation. Start an OnlyFans, show those titties. Oh. I don't know what you got to do, but you got to do something. I really want to know who is her publicist and how much are they getting paid? We could probably look it up. Yeah, we can. I know what I can find okay, out. Okay, right do now. it. Look it up right now. Let's shout out. Let's get her publicist on the podcast. I'm just <laughs> very curious. I now, I now have an IMD Pro account. So, oh shit. I'll just say this. There are, I don't, I don't think this is the case here, but there are certain publicists whose clients are notoriously like, like keep them out of the loop and yeah. are like very hard to be a good publicist for because they like don't inform them of anything. So potentially on her on the air? I would uh, love to. It's, um, so there are three publicists listed Three? Here. Yes. Well, it's it's as much as a mortgage payment, so that makes sense. Well, the company is called Imprint in Los Angeles. I'm not going to say the publicist's names, but I will. Okay, that's fair. I'll go to their client roster for the company. Mm -hmm. So they're pulling up the client roster now. (laughs) I love this. I love this. They. Oh wow! So they they are representing Britney Snow. Um, Wait. Um, snow from X. Oh, yeah. no i know from i'm sorry night. <laughs> i got really disturbed because i thought you said someone that had passed away oh, britney murphy oh, oh. i'm sorry son. no i'm saying i thought that's what he said then britney i was like snow is awkward alive. i know i know okay let's move on cool. who else <laughs> um yeah fun well i won't, I won't go into that but I, my uh you, you triggered something in my head but I'll, I'll go on uh sadie sink who is uh max from stranger things mm-hmm. holy shit that and Over. sadie sink's thriving what is going on uh someone's not doing their job and we're gonna call someone's you doing her dirty jessica chastain is rep by this company okay okay and she doesn't uh, have a bad rep no jean carlo esposito breaking bad mm-hmm. okay um interesting so it goes by star meter. I mean, who's who's got the highest? I mean, that's enough. We don't even need more. That's like A-list celebrities that are clearly like... Right, they're clearly like, they're big. I guess the question is, are these people really easy to work with or are they doing a good job and they're yeah. just failing on Sydney Sweeney? Maybe they're horrible and those people are just not problematic, but... Yeah, there's some names. Uh, well, there. since I have a crush on Sydney, I'll just Something's say. Something's going oh, on. Oh, poor Sydney. She needs a new account <laughs> manager. Well, I mean, she just needs some some time and experience. And I do think that. Uh, <laughs> she needs bad. a couple of these, too. Oh, that's. I won't she even go down that rabbit hole. She doesn't drink, but she should. She should she start. Doesn't she doesn't no. drink. She's, She's never know. had coffee either. Oh, because oh, she's Mormon? <laughs> stop we're gonna start all these rumors <laughs> okay we're gonna go to the next headline before we get canceled okay. for saying that sydney Sweeney's mormon how dare they know how to throw them hoe down those mormons let me tell you make 60 great again okay on that note <laughs> wow. i can't i can't make this podcast great again it sucked tonight we've had all these (laughs) we should make hats that say make this podcast great again again. we gotta put it in the red maga color that's a euphoric yeah definitely the red maga because that obviously gets a lot of press wear it to work and i'll wear mine at work and we'll both be out of a job so i would definitely wear a red make that so euphoric great again (laughs) not gonna lie 
I would too. We're canceled. I'd make okay. more around here. I tell you that. The um, next headline is a little more like dense, so we don't need to go like too deep because it is a lot and it's a little more sensitive. It's not you know MAGA hats and shit. It's like a little more dense. So Alex is going to take this headline. I'll give like the little topic line and then he's going to give more background. So Hunter Schaefer was also under fire. And it was because Hunter Schaefer appeared to endorse an anti-non-binary post on Instagram. So Alex is going to give more of like, just more context. But overall, there's been some funny memes that are like, Hunter's down, Sydney's down, Barbie's down. Like, who the fuck is going to be in Euphoria season three? And I have to kind of just like, you know, take the seriousness out of it and laugh because I'm like, I'm thinking the same fucking thing. Everything's a burning dumpster fire for Euphoria. Like, what's happening? I didn't hear about this Hunter Schaefer thing at all. So let Alex give the vibe and then we'll all talk about it. So it's complex. This is very, uh, this is like the real, like, in the weeds discourse of the trans lgbtq community um i'm not gonna like act like i'm some expert on this i'm just gonna try to give like the high level like layman's overview so my understanding of the situation there was a post the the gist of this post was that non-binary people and non medically transitioning trans people aka people that are saying I don't I identify with another gender without taking physical like transformative efforts to become part of a like medical transition um those two groups of people are damaging uh the rights of trans people uh essentially by hurting their access to healthcare and transitional like procedures in medical yeah in a medical format specifically in florida too they were talking about florida yes um and the like because apparently is that these uh the post alleges that these people center the conversation on a non like heteronormative like spectrum like trying to say like there is just this spectrum there isn't like male and female and the focus on this like very non-binary like view of this is negating the viewpoints of people who are trans and are saying i am like male or female i just want to like swap to the other one um if you want this, me to help you recap. there is a degree there this like viewpoint is called like trans medicalism which like essentially like into it some degree of like elitism on the part of people who are medically transitioning from one gender to another um and that has been like viewed negatively in the community um there's critiques of the non-binary and non-medically transitioning people as like taking up like an undue amount of the conversation and centering the conversation on themselves Setting them conversation on this like non-binary like spectrum and by doing all that they've incensed like lawmakers against like trans people and are damaging their rights essentially so with all that said people are mad because there was a long post and i'm not going to read it all it's very long but hunter liked it 
and also <laughs> i'm not laughing i, I kind of am laughing because the the article's like she posted five exclamation points under the post so and that's probably not like the a, number matters and i will say this five. i'm not like, exclamation five yes i'm not like pretending to be any kind of an expert in any of this like this is just supposed to be like a broad overview of like my interpretation of this like yeah um, but that's the gist of it from what I understand well a big part of it is just so you know Louise she works for or like she's often advocated on behalf of for the girls which is like supports the trans community they do a lot of great work and she was called out like they tagged her after she did that and said hunter Schaefer, it's really no shade when i say this at all but this is not cool which like doesn't look good when a brand you're working with not saying they're in the right or i don't like alex said i'm no expert so i'm not gonna say weigh in on my opinion but like it's not the best look when people you work with are like this isn't cool and are like tagging your name so it caused a lot of controversy and i believe that it came about because of those people tagging her do you know what I mean like I don't know if anyone would have like noticed who knows but I think it's because the people she works with they were all like tagging her and we're like what the fuck so I don't know what you have to say on this if you don't have much but I'll let you take the floor yeah I mean I don't I don't view myself in any way shape or form an expert on the trans community or uh many issues that are faced there within but I do know that uh, I've had to educate myself because of my upbringing um, kind of being sheltered to a lot of different marginalized classes. And even as someone who didn't come out formally as gay until much later in life, um, I've had to learn and teach myself um, about my own community. And um, I have a niece who just came out as trans and we're trying to work through that and navigate that as well. Um so yeah, not a lot of insights on this, but I think that, again, I don't think anybody in any celebrity, um, I don't think any celebrity chooses to have controversy when they make a statement or when they go to a party or when they get interviewed by the Hollywood Reporter. It's, so it's unfortunate that people are put in these situations where it's a one second thing. And now you have all this backlash, especially, but one hand feeds the other, right? So when you are in this position of being on a hit show and then also representing um, a marginalized community, uh, I can't imagine what it's like to, to have to think before you speak all the time about it. Yeah. I was just going to say, I like a lot of interviews I've watched on YouTube, like, you know, the Hollywood roundtables, like that they do a lot of the big stars and marginalized communities say that they're like, it fucking sucks, but I don't wish to talk about like political shit anymore because I'm at the airport, like picking up my suitcase and TMZ's in my fucking face saying, what do you think about this? And in that moment, I'm not like prepared. And I, I might have a lot of thoughts, but like, that's not, I'm like on vacation. Like I'm not like trying to do that, but God forbid, I don't say anything. I get all the backlash. So it's like, you know you're fucked if you say something you're fucked if you don't so I guess like I'm kind of like in this situation also like not being expert but also loving Hunter I feel like I don't know I'd want to hear her her reasoning behind it I guess is my own conclusion to this I'd love to hear her thoughts I don't care to hear 
any of ours because we're not we're allies but we're not like in that situation i i would like to hear what she has to say i'd like to hear both sides honestly but like it's hard to see on mm-hmm. social media it's like it i don't care about an instagram post i want to hear like a conversation from both I, sides I, I agree yeah i don't know enough to have you know too much of an opinion but i all i can say is it's just the, the timing of all this is just unfortunate for all parties it's like <laughs> You just enjoy, you know, I enjoy that show for, I relate to that show on a way different level than someone who's Gen Z or my daughter might relate to it because I have felt that way in high school. Um, I have felt many of the characters' emotions. I have felt the rage of Nate. I have felt, you know, the sexual awakening of Kat, you know, not in that way, but also like, oh, wait a minute, you know, you know, got this going on and someone else appreciates it, what? So my experience watching that show is completely different than anybody else's, but it just sucks when people work very hard on something that you can unite so many generations and see them kind of go through this, even though, even if it's brought upon themselves, which I'm not saying Hunter brought it upon themselves. I can't say that about Sydney, definitely need to work on maybe thinking ahead on some things but they're also they're also young people and young people yeah learn and they're young and learning and just need to stay my biggest thing from all these conversations is just stay the fuck off social media like you're already killing it in the art world don't just why and also just like we put a lot of pressure on on celebrity in general weeks you know like yes people are allowed to to not always make the right move and i'm not saying that these weren't the right moves but people make mistakes i mean i i've i've misgendered people at work before and then been corrected and i'm mortified that i yeah imagine being on camera or like tweeting yeah. it or something yeah I'm mortified that i didn't take the two seconds to look you know at the pronouns before i'm engaging with this individual um i've been called you were there i was called in front of the whole company i was called lois yeah <laughs> <laughs> remember that and then lewis lewis garcia and this then is my time to shine in front of like new york portland internationally and i get called that as a lead of one of these groups and it was like not a lead like someone high up that's done yeah. a lot of work for a company it's that funny. we used to work for yeah that's funny. i could have if i was a different individual who doesn't have and the reason i feel like i have a little more grace is because i have children I've also grown up super sheltered. I know what it's like to mess up. I could have made a huge deal out of that and been a complete dick, but I didn't because it's like, haha, it's funny, you know. You yeah, you're a classic. Also, battle. also don't pick your battles. Pick your battles. Meaning, it's oh. not like the CEO was wearing a MAGA hat. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Lois. Like it's like make they were try- like you said they were trying their best and they made a mistake. Like that's just life. All of us are gonna make mistakes. We're just fortunate that we're not on camera. Well, we are right now. <laughs> like, yeah, we're not just, on like under the public eye and that's i mean yeah. i would have been canceled like 20 times over my god if i didn't have like the grace from and i have messed up i mean i and I, I i've messed up on levels at work i've i've been drunk and said stupid shit that comes back to haunt me that i don't remember saying that i'm only laughing i've been there with you and i've done the same as your publicist i'm advising you to stop (laughs) speaking right now now. i'm like i'm zipping it but yeah i feel you when i pull up images of hunter 
and all the hard work and like beauty that, that that's not something you can fake i mean that's not something you can fake. you can feel that emanating off the train from hunter from zendaya i don't get that feeling from all the cast that they just emanate like pureness and like i'm not saying people are you know what i'm trying to say no i do i i'm saying i think i kind of because we're super fans and like you said we've done like the outside research i do kind of know what you mean like what I can... is your take on like the class like solidarity class consciousness like elements of this what do you mean yeah when you when you say class like what i mean by that is like to me as an outsider this reads like a situation where a community that should be experiencing class solidarity is tearing itself apart over the nuances of discourse, which doesn't mean that the nuances are not valid, but means that to me that they should come later after like basic rights have been secured. Um, so I find it a little disappointing to see like this kind of like tearing at each other of these like two parties that seem like they could be aligned whereas there are other like there's a lot of like talk about like class consciousness within like the american like poor and i see there being like a i see there being like to some degree like a irreconcilable irreconcilable difference because the american poor whites are at least to some degree like significantly like racist towards like their non-white like class partners so i can understand why there is like a barrier to class consciousness or like turfs like women ideally like women and trans women should be aligned as like an oppressed class and be able to like work together towards like rights just general like better rights for women but like the turfs are like trans exclusionary so they're at odds inherently i don't know that i as an outsider, I don't feel the same like inherent like difference that's irreconcilable between these two groups. So I, as a, again, like as an outsider would love to see this, like not tear these groups apart because I feel like it only does a disservice to the general effort and uh, position. It's, it works in favor of the people that are trying to limit the rights of trans people because it weakens their efforts when there's this type of infighting um what are your what do you think about uh, the only thing i can c- compare to that too in, in in terms of infighting that's a great term which i need to do more research on is just this recent thing with gina wilson from the new york times mm-hmm. wrote kind of like a not great article review on bodies 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 where she kind of said it was a 90 minute advertisement for cleavage or something but then in the same statement like embraced and praised jennifer's body that movie with um yep megan Megan fox megan fox uh lots of uproar especially on tiktok within the community lgbtqia um you would think that it would just want to people would just want to come together and kind of not have that separation but you know it's there it exists and Again, it's it's hard to have an opinion on something when you don't know enough about a community where you're trying to learn yourself and also, in my case, be supportive of, you know, my niece and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be, it's got to be so, you know, alienating for, for someone to 
come out and then, you know, deal with wherever, whatever road they want to do go to make themselves feel like, you know, a whole person. Or living, yeah. Um, What's a, my opinion on this at the end of the day, including like the situation with hunters, I guess I find it hard because with journalism, like you said, like things are said and not everyone's going to agree. But at the end of the day, like some of this stuff is just someone's opinion. Like even that article you said about her saying it's just a 90 minute film about cleavage. Like, but what if that's just her opinion? Like what is so wrong if that's her opinion? If that makes, like, I don't want to be like canceled for saying that, but in my head, I'm like, maybe that was her just joking around. Like this movie sucked. I saw it as a 90 minute film of, but there's Girls a difference. Out. I mean, Does that I don't, make sense? like coming from a place where I'm not familiar with this article. There's a difference between having a critique of a movie and having a critique of like a whole community. Like the post that Hunter that were the post that this is That's all true. in reference to was very much a critique of uh, non-binary and non-transmedical okay, yeah. people yeah. as pos- positioning them as though their voice and their representation and their presence is taking away from the effort to secure trans rights. Mm. Um, totally. Um, which... So yeah, it is a little different, right, Louise, what you say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely different. Oh. You slip up again? No, we're good. <laughs> make this podcast uh, great again. Day, make this podcast yeah. great again. Can we make that so you for it great again? At the I end of the day, I just find it... This is probably the worst episode. <laughs> no, it's not. I love this. I just find it a bit of a bummer. I would love to see, like, it's just, uh, yeah, it's it's a bit of a bummer to me that there is this focus on, like, who's right and who's wrong in the community and what yes. actions and inactions are right in that community when there are legitimately, like, hateful, like, yeah. opponents. Like, there are people yes. in positions of power in the government that are trying to, like, remove rights from these people. No question. Like, those are the people that, in my opinion the discourse and the conversation and the efforts should be focused on as opposed to people within the community that all can get worked out later but question for louise though is someone you just said like you're gay you do you deal with a lot of this stuff like do you ever argue with people like like in fighting you were like that's a good thing to like bring up like do you ever feel that way in your own community like obviously alex and i are huge allies but we don't once again we cannot speak on being gay we're not gay so it's like i don't have a say but like have you ever like felt the way maybe you know have you ever made an opinion that other people disagree with or have you been in your shoes there's the there's the whole you know what type of gay are you are you a bear are you a twink are you an otter Uh, there's a lot of fat shaming that goes on in the community really this is all news to me sorry i didn't mean to react like that but i'm like what the fuck a bear and an otter come on come on you don't know about otters no what the fuck okay wait maybe some of our young viewers don't though like what it give me a brief breakdown what the fuck i know you know an otter would be you know a thin a thinner gay got it oh it's review oh it's like weight related oh yeah a bear is viewed as being like a very like large i don't like that I don't like that. Large, hairy. Okay, well, I'm already saying I don't like that because I don't want to. I don't want anyone to talk about me as an animal compared to my weight. Are you fucking kidding me? It's just, it's just in the community, and that's how. Okay, got it. It's called tribes, and not only do you have to deal with that, but then you have to deal with like, you know, people of color within the gay community, uh, and not looking a certain way within the gay community. Up here, it's a lot of 
my thing up here was, oh, there's a lot of faceless profiles in this area. Tons on Grinder. Why is that? You go is that abnormal? I mean, I wouldn't say it's abnormal. It makes sense for this area. There's a lot of shame. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, also, Washington, of course. Washington was the first state to legalize gay marriage, according to my research. But Eastern Washington is closer to Northern Idaho. So. Yeah, right. It's very different. Okay, so that being said, though, like, how has that affected your experience? <laughs> like, oh, I mean, I've had to, I've dealt with, um, I've had good experiences, but I've, I've had people where they're more fetishizing your size or your color than being interested in you as a person, which is, awesome. I guess, normal in sexuality in, in general, right? Like, I have. Yeah. Yeah but you have that going on or just a lot of like behavior where it's more shame-based. Like I have no face on, on Grindr. I don't want, and that's totally fine. If you want to be private about it, not everybody's in a safe spot where they can. Be yeah. But then, you know, um, just a lot of shame-based type things where I'm seeing it. Whereas in Portland, I mean, it's anything goes, <laughs> anything goes right. And I, I got used to that now, you know, that now I'm dealing with a different experience. So the infighting, infighting does exist. And I, I think to Alex's point, yeah, that should come second. What should be first is unity that we're just in the same marginalized group ish, right? Same ish. Yeah. And we have that struggle. That should be the start. And then figuring out from there and that's unity like with a big caveat like as i said earlier there are like situations where this really just like this class like solidarity like group solidarity cannot apply and i don't want to like erroneously apply that critique to this particular situation the rift between the trans medical and like non-trans medical trans communities maybe deeper and broader than I'm reading it as. But to me, that seems like fairly niche. Um, but like, maybe there is like a very serious grievance between these two and it's irreconcilable and they really like do view each other as exclusionary in some way. Um, I was so just I don't want to talk like, to Hunter. I don't want to misstate that. Um, <laughs> and or I don't want to like minimize the degree of that conflict because i'm not super familiar with it but it yeah. doesn't seem in its face level to be as like drastic as like a turf like first trans like rift you know yeah i mean i would just love to have hunter on this sh- i i would love to interview her anytime any day but i'm also a big believer in if i'm not like a part of that community i just want to hear of anyone's experience like it's not my place to say how I feel or what my stance is so I do find it a little concerning that like people were even writing in when I asked a lot of our fans to like state their opinions on all the juicy headlines we're talking about the fact that people even have opinions that are not a part of those communities that's where I have like problems with because it's like it's a little much it's a little much agreed right like it's a pretty niche conflict it's a very niche. It's like very, very. My stance <laughs> on it is that I don't know my stance on it. So yeah, I, yeah. Like, I, I default know. to like a class, like consciousness, like stance, but like, yeah, I'm not going to pretend in there like the ins and outs of it. Well, that one was a little more serious. Okay. So, so now we're done with the, we're done with the juicy headlines. We've got all the girls are on fire. Like literally they're in a dumpster and they're on the fire. The ladies are on fire. The ladies are on fire. 
Sam's got some sending to- peace and blessings. Sam's yeah, he's majorly under fire, but I'm not on that bandwagon. I feel like he's Sam's just fine. Sam's an artist, safe from alone. Well, we're gonna get to that. So, to conclude this juicy, <laughs> stupid drama tea episode, we are just gonna talk about season three and what our assumptions are. The first thing I have is there was an article that got put out that said that there were hints of season three being a time hop season, meaning no longer in high school. We're going to jump a couple of years, which would make sense in that people are getting fired. They're reevaluating like who's here, who's not. But I'm kind of like, they might do some scenes, time hop, some not, because we know some people are coming back for sure. So... I don't even know how much we need to talk about this. It's more that we're just delivering the news of there's a lot of hints that this next season will be time hop. What do you think, Louise? As a writer, what do you think about a time hop in a show? I don't always, I I normally don't like it. Me neither. (laughs) I remember very explicitly being addicted to one show, which a little embarrassed to talk about, but I was addicted to Death (laughs) and Housewives. Uh, <laughs> it's okay that would... and I remember the moment that's where pretty awesome. was good very good and I remember the moment I lost interest because they did a random time jump in a season finale like five years <laughs> I was like you're like what <laughs> and, and the kids were older and it would have made more sense had they been able to incorporate really clever flashbacks into the writing which i think would be really cool mm-hmm. for you if they did like a two-year time jump and tied up some loose ends and flashbacks because they're really good at flashbacks that would keep everybody engaged but i'm not a fan of time jumps usually is there a show in your mind that's crushed a time up I think I feel like the biggest one is Lost, which I don't think really nailed it. But they don't do a time hop. They kind of just do flashbacks. No, they you know, do a like, big time hop. Breaking Better Call Saul <clears throat> didn't do a time hop. They did a lot of... Yeah, because to me, it's like time hop in Euphoria world means none of the original cast is there. We're seeing them as an adult. Yeah, well, like it depends how many years you hop. Yeah, I mean, sure, but even if okay, they're in college, like they can't be like yeah. it's just kind of weird. It's like what, like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, it's just a source. We don't even know for real. And all I will say is, I'm gonna take this quick moment to be on my pedestal and say I do not agree with any of the backlash against Sam. We had comments on our Instagram post that were like, Sam Levinson is a pig. It's like you don't know anything. Just like we don't know what Barbie's going through. Sydney, all of you we've talked about tonight, we don't actually have facts. We just have these little drama details seeping in and we're just making our assumptions. But in my head, we've interviewed actual people on the show and I get that it's PR. I get that they work for HBO, but like without saying too much, we've talked to them outside of podcasting and recording and they've all said working with Sam has been nothing but amazing, incredible experience. Like couldn't ask for a better experience in other words in short terms so to me that speaks volumes so I'm sorry like I'm not erring on the side of Sam Levinson's like a Harvey Weinstein that needs to be outed which is literally what's being said on Twitter that's ridiculous 
I feel like he's being more accused of being like a Kubrick, like abusive to his actors. That like. no, that but also sexual because a lot of people were talking about it's like stupid. Like I don't even want to talk about it because I know it's like all just like dumb and drama. Yeah. But like the the babysitter, the adult, what was her name? Minka Kelly. She's like so irrelevant. She's lucky to even be on Euphoria, in my opinion. <laughs> she was the whatever the Maddie's boss yeah babysitting she like came out with an article that was like i was originally supposed to be fully nude talking to maddie and i told sam i didn't want to do that and she was really cool about it meaning she like praised sam was like sam was super okay with it and said great we'll scrape it like we don't need it but people are taking that out of context on twitter and saying he's like a harvey weinstein like of course he wanted to see her naked like there's all this like tea so it's not just i'm just saying that being to let you know this is an artist or not i'm not even gonna classify him as an extremist being uh someone with an aggressive style that includes like that stuff doesn't make you like abusive like that can be done oh i agree i'm saying that's how the but you just said are they mad because they he abuses actors it's like no it's this whole scheme of like even Sydney Sweeney came out in an interview and said there were a lot of scenes where she just had her top off and she asked, can we not have this? Like, I don't feel yeah, like. Yeah. So, but all of them have said Sam's very receptive and has been very cool about it. So in my opinion, it's like, I don't, I just do not agree with people that are like, and trying to put Sam in this box of like horrible Hollywood bad director what are your thoughts as a as a both a director and an actor there's often like a fraught complex relationship where there's there can be antagonism and high emotion like what are your what's your read on this situation as someone that's involved i feel like he definitely has his hands full with this the whole experience i'm not saying into the cast i'm saying the whole experience is just so uh when you have a hit show like this the level of scrutiny that you face yeah it's, it's wild especially in our environment now uh, <laughs> since the me too movement and i'm saying it in a good way that that stuff should yeah. be closed. but we're everybody's on high alert now for any of that kind of stuff and the timing and dealing with a, a young cast that's also got a lot of other stuff going on i mean they're all massive stars right yeah social platforms data. Zendaya is one of the biggest stars in the world right now. You know, that's a lot of, he has his hands full. So to be able yeah. to lock it in and, and have a successful season two, I'm hoping that season three is just as impactful. Season three, I don't have any thoughts because Sam, we've learned, I mean, as podcasters based on Euphoria, all of season one, everyone had their thoughts. Things were leaked. People were like, Addison Ray is going to be on season two, like some dumbass TikToker. She obviously wasn't. Yeah, Billie Eilish is going to be Now on the rumors three. Billie Eilish is going to be on season three. Sure. I'm like, this is all just bullshit. And <laughs> why would Billie Eilish be on there? I know. That's what I said. Like, I fucking know. It doesn't make any sense. So it's just silly stuff like this. I don't read into because I do believe, once again, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. I am a fan of Sam and his work. And I do feel like he does a good job of sticking to his creativity and not like he doesn't leak things he doesn't market things it's like he's the writing crew is stewing they're figuring it out like we're not gonna know there there's gonna be like not much that's leaked there was nothing leaked about season I'm two that we expected predicting because i got clowned on by the the lexi like fez relationship just like destroyed me like that was like the ultimate like 
I I clowned on that so hard, and then that show, then the and then season two just clowned on me even harder, like back by being like, yeah, here it is, and you're gonna love it. I did love it, so yeah, they they I got uh I got played hard, so I'm done predicting. I never could have fucking seen the Cannibal Holocaust theme song being in season two. Like clearly, this man is out to like these follow his own creative vision and it goes all kinds of wild places and as much as i like can know and appreciate his references and influences i have no fucking clue so i'm not even gonna try to predict anymore me neither done done predicting i'm just excited when and do we have an anticipated year 2023 four we don't but you know according to the zach saying interview though you heard like contracts are being renewed contract people are being fired that means they're getting ready to set production dates that's usually like the the lineup of things which i do agree with because we're like you working on shows you know like that's how it works the yeah. minute they start renewing contracts, that means they're getting ready. They'll film in 2003 and it'll either come out 2003? late. 2003? <laughs> 2023. It'll either come out late 2023 or early 2024. Alex, they'll probably film this in like 2003. Yeah, 2003. <laughs> it's all good. They'll go back in time. Like Sam yeah. and That's innovative. Wow. And maybe Rue Cassie. will be three years old. I'm picturing Cassie old. like dating Nate in college and she's wearing a MAGA hat. <laughs> Had a hoedown. Yeah, it's funny. Kathy already took the heel turn, so they might as well go all the way and just give well, her the full MAGA. Uh, I'm really like, curious to see how her. they throw away Kat. Also, Jacob. yeah, Jacob's uh, keeping himself out of trouble. No, he's not. He's, I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. He's dating, he's he's dating, dating the like, girl. One of the most problematic people. Uh, Olivia. Olivia. I don't know her last name. So that's how unimportant her, but... she is. Olivia Jade, the girl who was a part of the USC like, school scandal. He broke up with her, but you know, the rich mom from Full House paid a buttload of money to get her daughter like finessed into USC on a bunch of fake shit. <laughs> you know about that, right? Olivia Jade. No. You didn't hear what about happened? this? No, what happened? Yes, you do. Oh wait, 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 no, 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 no. We're not going to go down this rabbit hole. This is a rabbit he hole does know. The Full House mom. The Full House lady that paid Lori for her Waffle. girl to get in college. He's dating her? Yes, thank you. No, so no, he no. Knows. He's dating her daughter. No, he's dating her Lori, Lori Laughlin, the lady, the, Jacob, the woman from Full House. Jacob Alordi is not visiting Lori Laughlin in jail. He's dating her daughter, and they've oh. apparently broken up as of recent. But I'm her and her husband paid a lot of money to. He knows. We don't need to yeah. go into it. Everybody in the fucking world knows. I don't know. <laughs> the mom, the mom. Got Everyone her. in the world knows the story. There's a Netflix Net- series on it. Netflix did a spinoff of. Yes. Of her, of her being in prison. It's called Aunt Becky's Big House. That was pretty good. That was great. Not you were dead serious. I was like ready. I was like, what? Like, hey, her house is definitely full these days. I would watch that. It's I would too. She could be on the orange and black cast now. Literally. A redemptive arc for a redemptive prison arc. Okay. Lori Laughlin. All right, boys. On that note. God yeah, damn. On that note. I now I don't have my Jesus Christ. On what note, Paige? I need to get my notes on. On what fucking note? You all distracted me. Louise is like, 
what and i'm like the biggest scandal to ever hit the news like and then you're like describing it as if no one knows there's a lot going on i don't like to assume okay so the last note i have is just pretty much to say who do we predict us three if anyone is going to get fired next especially since that source on zach saying said buckle up motherfuckers do you think anyone else is getting fired or like a my opinion I do think Alexa Demi will no longer be on Euphoria. I'm going to say that right now. I don't think it has anything to do with drama or pettiness. I just think that Maddie's character like reached a good conclusion in season two. No, she's not going anywhere. There's no way. I hope not. I'm like I said, I'm saying this out of like practicality. I really fucking hope not. I love Maddie's like one of my favorite characters. So I would love if she was there, but I have a feeling she's going to be done. I agree she'll be out, but I don't think that counts as like a firing as much as a not firing, but she just might not be like in the season. I think it's going to be uh, our girl, BB. <laughs> I think we all know she's out. Vape girl. <laughs> I don't think they're going to bring her. If there's a time skip, I can't see them bringing her back. She didn't have enough development uh-huh. to warrant like bringing her back like years in the future. Like she's uh, probably will have gone some other way. Like in I mean, the story. I mean- you mean the girl that was chilling with Fez and Ashray? No, no that's no, Chloe no. Cherry. No, no, no. The, the Beep girl, like in the fight, who's like, yeah, Maddie, like beat her ass. Like, oh, she's BB. 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 We should have said no There's no reason for her to go, though. She's fantastic. She pops in and out, you know. Does <laughs> I love her. She's amazing. I don't want her to go. She's, she's also, my favorite character. but she's yeah. also been under fire many times for being a Trump supporter on oh, the outs God. but anyways we won't like i said <laughs> the, there's not enough not... tea spilled during this episode like in show, every which way hrpr like nightmare i would not want to or hbl they're like i know i'm like no oh. wonder every time we interview anyone we have to have a publicist on the line i don't blame them that's important like these See, kids that's... clearly need some help yeah well they're young and so no predictions i said maddie you don't think i say bb i don't think we're getting bb back at season three which i think is a huge loss she was already sidelined a little bit in season two like okay i don't i don't see anybody getting let go i think they need to hold on to what they can what they can have right now there's a lot of change you know like ashray gone cack on like you need to get the stop it up main core of the show and like maybe ethan will be the hero i hope I hope Ethan's around, man. He is. He is. Oof. They he's set him a, up for some. Uh, I know. Some development. He is a. Dream uh, a funny last like thought was like in this article. It was on like Mary Claire magazine, but the last sentence of it was like asking about Euphoria season three, and this is what we've got. Zendaya said, Rue wants to be here and it's up to her now. I really hope that we can explore her life in the future closer to the other side and her sobriety journey. But for now, it sounds like as the cast, we are in the dark. And what's next, plot-wise, I know nothing. I'm just very curious. Maud Apatow said, following that and with an interview with Variety, we've heard whispers, but barely anything. So the old, the, we don't know shit because if the cast doesn't even know, we all just have to like shut up. I mean, if they didn't know, they couldn't say anyways. But they I don't, love, they don't ever know. Them. They really don't know. Sometimes they don't get the script until, or they the just get the Take the time jump with a grain of salt, in other words. Exactly. That's yeah, what I, from that. I, it's going to have to be a very small time jump for it. Not <laughs> Rue's to... like a grandma. She's no, like shooting no. up heroin. <laughs> 
They're like 60 years later. <laughs> Rue can't God. quit us, man. Cassie has a walker and is wearing a MAGA hat that says make 60 great again. <laughs> That's what it was. They were really filming an episode. That's what it was. It wasn't like oh, that. Oh, maybe this is like a marketing campaign. Yeah. They wanted to get footage of uh Sydney Sweeney's mom at 60 so they could use it as footage of her at 60. Yeah, and then Kat's departure is all a con- conspiracy. It's just like she shows up like episode one, Thundercat, like full action. With the mask and everything, and Ethan <laughs> has a pup with a pup mask, and she's got him in a chain and <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> This episode is Jacob crazy. has Olivia Jade on his back. He's like, they're like doing a piggyback, like slow motion run through the park. Oh, wow. No, 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 no. No, Jacob and Olivia Jade are Olivia Jade. I'm going to start the rumor. She's in Euphoria season three, and so is Billie Eilish, by the way, in case you were wondering. I heard Billie Eilish, Eilish, yeah. doing Billie Eilish is Olivia Jade's best friend. They're all in, in Nate's kitchen. Lizzo's and he team. opens his acceptance letter, and it's to USC. And then him and Olivia Jade <laughs> laugh, and then <laughs> I heard that uh, Harry Styles and Lizzo are going to play uh, guidance counselors next season. <laughs> that's the type of rumor that would actually yeah. like go out. Like that's I not like, responsible for that. I want to that rumor. That's the yeah. kind of one that would go out though. For real, I would love to be like a janitor. Like Sam, if you're looking for like a just a background to high school, if we're still in high school, if you're looking for a garbage man. <laughs> Me yeah, and I'll Alex, like, man. sign us up. I'm your guy. I'll be the I'll be the garbage man that gives the kids advice when they. Don't yeah, have you're it. like the gay uh, garbage yeah. man. They're like, how did you end up a gay garbage man? Did you always <laughs> want to do that? And I'm like, well, I can't control that I'm gay. You're like kids. No, you go. Let me tell you my story, and then there's a time hop. You're like the weathered old garbage man that's really been through the shit. Like, yeah, and I used to sleep with uh, Ash um, Fez's grandma. Yeah. Here you go. Oh, she uh, made a cute comment in Variety. She said, if Sam brings me back, he better fucking... He, she was so funny. Like in a Variety article, she was like, I'm just in a coma on a medical bed. Why is everyone worried about their parts? What about me? I'm in a coma. Like, what's going to happen to me? She's oh. got to wake up. I want to be back on the show. Like, wake me the Ooh. fuck up, Sam. <laughs> she should wake up, and there should be a revenge arc for what happened to Ashray. Ooh, I like that. She wakes up immediately after his death and vows vengeance against the cops who killed him. She wakes well, up. And... That's a Sam Levinson storyline. TVH. He <laughs> likes a good exploitation, like revenge flick. Who would you relate? This is so off topic, but I just want to ask: Who would you relate Sam Levinson to, director-wise, that you admire? That's a great question. He reminds me a lot of. Um, he reminds me a lot of. I'll have to like put you on the spot, but you're such a film person. Um, do you have anyone in mind? Believe it or not, he definitely has a specific. Oh, he's a little style. Gregor Rocky. Yeah, he's got some Gregor Rocky. He does his style and the way uh, he relates it, his actors, the way that they relate to each other. Reminds me a lot of uh, another Sam, Sam Mendes, American Beauty, the way the young people interacted in that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of like age differences there yeah. too that just go overlooked because you care about the characters. I would agree with that. Characters were very fragile and like very damaged in that movie. And I think iconic pedophilic relationships. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I would feel like 
Sam, you know, both the Sams let their actors just play around a lot and really embody. Gives them a lot of room, but also is very specific about um, the focus and the vision, but also letting people bring bring it. Yeah. On that note, another question for you both. What are your thoughts on cast having says in their character? Like Euphoria has been talked about so much where Sam has really opened the cast to have a huge say in like their character development to the point where they're like creating mood boards. Like we've interviewed them and they've had this feedback. So I asked that because that is why everyone's up in arms about Barbie. Even if there was tension, everyone's mad because they're like, well, you've let all your characters have a say. So, so what, what if she was like, fuck this storyline? I don't like it. This is not where my character's supposed to go. Do you think someone on the cast has the authority to do that? Or do you believe in like, fuck this, the director should have then say? I mean, you should have definitely be collaborative with your cast. I, I've I've had the most fun working with actors when they're able to embody what I want and we kind of meet each other halfway. As long as okay. they're not going completely off the rails. Too. <laughs> you mean if they don't have a cat that's pissing in their trailer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that seems that's a rumor I will believe, right there, for sure. I mean, I don't think it's unbelievable. Like no. cats piss everywhere. Meatball just screamed through this whole interview. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be, man, your ratings are gonna go through the roof when it's once it comes back. I mean, your ratings are already high, but not if it our episode runs like this as it did yeah, tonight. No. Are you kidding? Not if Meeple's hey, meowing. Only if we make that so you for a great again, okay? It's awesome. I, I had a blast. I'm telling right you right now. now I know. Louise, you're such a light of positivity. Like we literally had our cat meow multiple times. He pooped on the window. We had to kill like a tarantula. Our internet went out, and you were still like, "Let's keep going. Let's keep talking." I got rejected. You. We're so thankful you even like joined us. You. Yeah, like oh, shout yeah. out. Whatever you need, if you if you whatever you need, um, let me know. Um, well, down. hopefully we can look back on this and laugh and go, "Wow, we were really right about some of the things we said," or we'll go, "Wow, we were real assholes and we're canceled." <laughs> that's why I think. That's why I think the show should go on as recorded to be able to compare and contrast. Yes. Most likely we'll just say, wow, that was completely incomprehensible because of all the technical difficulties. <laughs> but it's fine. What a hot mess. <laughs> I mean, yes, but would it be euphoria? Would it be that so euphoric or euphoria if people weren't drunk <laughs> and were easy. fucking up? After, you know, we're doing better than the cast of euphoria. That's what I'll say. And I'll yeah. end there. We're doing we don't have multiple scandals going around or, you know. Yeah, we don't have scandals. Well, maybe we will after this sure. episode. We don't right now. I don't have to make an apology tweet. <laughs> yeah <laughs> a couple days speaking of tweets and twitter now's your chance shout out all your handles where everyone yeah. can follow you not to put you on the spot but shout out your you know we won't Thank follow you. You. you can follow me on twitter at aspiring Luis. that's my main twitter okay and then i have the ponder cast on twitter as well and then the ponder all podcast on tiktok that's my biggest platform right now and I don't do, I do the Ponder All podcast on IG as well, Instagram. Awesome. We'll link all those in our episode. So come get a review in. I love interacting with people in the comments. So yeah, good luck. If our fans review, good luck. They're pretty, they keep us on our toes. I mean, in the best way, like we get a lot of good feedback, but we also get some real out there. Yeah, <laughs> love it. 
can't wait to hear what they think about yeah this. i know <laughs> like honestly love it like keep on coming keep us yeah. on our toes keep us humble yeah keep us humble well thank you so much for the invite thanks louise uh, thank you we love you, like today's episode? Great. We love that for you. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave us a podcast review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever the fuck you listen to us weekly. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at so underscore euphoric for all the euphoria updates you could ever possibly want in your life. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out, bitches.